Mike Wilson has been involved in the games industry for a long, 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 long time. This is a guy that worked at id Software way back in the day, helped found Ion Storm, helped found the Gathering Developers, the company that was responsible for publishing games like Serious Sam, uh, Mafia, Max Payne before they were acquired by Take-Two. Um, he also worked on the kind of forgotten, mostly for good reasons, Gamecock Media Group. Uh, and these days, uh, he is also the co-founder, see a, kind of a pattern here, of Devolver Digital. Uh, they were most recently responsible for publishing Luftrausers. Uh, they are also working on Hotline Miami 2 and published the original. They're a company that focuses on finding kind of small, tiny games and figuring out what can they do to make sure those developers uh, get where they need to be going. They don't control the IP. They let the developers do whatever they want to do. They're kind of only there to provide a helping hand in ways that someone who's been around the block this many times can understand and help out. So maybe that's platform support. Maybe that's, well, you know what? I talked to Mike at GDC this year. I'll just let him explain exactly what exactly Devolver Digital does. Kind of break down like what the philosophy is of Devolver. Um, we're a publisher for people that don't need one. <laughs> like what, unpack, unpack that. What, is, what does that mean? Like, like Vlambeer, Denaton, like a lot of these guys. Like, what do you, you know, what do you need a publisher for anymore? Right? To these guys could be on Steam or be wherever they want. Um, but we basically just work like a partnership at whatever level a developer needs, whether that means like traditional publishing, like fully funding a game and helping produce it, and you know, test, localize, market, distribute, blah, blah, blah. Or they might just need one of those things or you know, whatever. It's totally like an a la carte menu and every deal is different. And we just, you know, we work exclusively with indies and just like our previous companies, like every artist owns their own IP. You know, we don't try to influence anything with, even if we are doing the funding, like we don't try to control creative or even the PR and marketing stuff, like every artist signs off on everything we do. So we just try to help and stay out of the way otherwise. And um, I think because of that, because it's kind of relationship based and not control based, um, people that don't need a publisher tend to want to keep working with us, you know, and um, well, so far so good. We, this is our coming up on five years now as Devolver, and we just sort of quietly started with the Serious Sam stuff because that's what we had, and uh, are now, you know, we've got like 10 games this year, so, and they're all really weird little things that we're super <laughs> excited about. Well, and like five years ago, I mean, the market was completely different. Like, it, like it has really opened up for independence. Like, they're, you know, it's easier to make games. It's easier to sell those games. Like, what you guys started Devolver as, like, everything has changed in the last five years. Yep. Yeah, but we were committed, like, from the beginning. Like, our name is Devolver Digital, just to remind us <laughs> that we never wanted to do the whole, re you know, we had previous companies where we were selling plastic discs in stores, and it just... You know, we were committed to this future, and luckily for us, the future happened with us. You know, like right. we're not, we've tended to be like uh, out ahead of things too far in the efforts before, and this time the timing worked out well. Like there's this great wave of creativity and talent happening, and and you know we're six guys and no office. <laughs> you, know, and you guys all just work from home, like. Pretty much, yeah. Where there's four of us in Austin and two of us in uh, London, and uh, we've we both 
both of those groups share an office with some other company that we meet at once a week, but it's mostly, you know, just like these indies, we're few people working from home, <laughs> keeping the overhead low, you know, so that you don't need to, um, you know, just, that's where the problems come, is when there's all this overhead and expectation and, and you start making decisions based on that, so we're just doing the same thing these guys are, like, we're small and we intend to stay that way and have fun. <laughs> you know? So I mean, so it, like, like when you think about like scaling the company, is it more just about being able to do more games of this scope? Like, do you, would you even want to get into to bigger games? I mean, we did like we did Shadow Warrior last year. That was like our big game, and the year before that, it was Serious Sam Three, and we'll probably have one of similar scope to that every year or other year, but. This indie stuff sure is fun, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's indie stuff too. It's just slightly bigger indie. Yeah. Um, but those are, you know, again, Crow Team is 17 people. When they when they <laughs> swell up, when they're about to ship, they're 17 people, and uh, they're the same guys that did the first Serious Sam game, you know, in a bunker in Croatia. And uh, and the Shadow Warrior team is, you know, was it I think 30 people in Poland. And I think that's probably as big as we're comfortable with. Like we, there's plenty of people duking it out for that big nasty business, and it's honestly just not nearly as interesting or fun. You know, we've we've had companies where we did that before, and it's just there seems to be an inverse relationship to size and fun. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I mean, like I'm sure a lot of you you guys must come from like you know like a lot of very traditional backgrounds in the games industry, like kind of been through the ringer there, like. What do you find so appealing about this now, like working with these smaller teams? Are you kidding? <laughs> Everything about it is better. Um, you know, it's we're not having to deal with the retailers anymore. You know, luckily the digital platforms are all pretty benevolent private companies and they don't have a charter to become evil. And, you know, similarly, we, we don't have a plan. We have no pitch. We're not trying to grow into something and sell the company or anything. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, it's just it's the same thing these indie developers are going through, particularly the ones that have been at bigger studios before and are remembering the yeah. fun. You know, and thank goodness the gamers are supporting these guys and, and, and bypassing all the huge franchises and digging up these little weird things and supporting them financially. Um, it's just it's just better for everybody, you know. Small is small is good, and when you don't need a lot, you know, you can kind of do what you want. You can be super creative. Like we don't we don't need to be inside GDC with some booth full of vinyl things and yelling over <laughs> each other. Like I don't know. It's so the freedom to take chances. <clears throat> the smaller games, you can take a lot more chances because the risks aren't so high. Yeah, and you can find out if it works in like six months or nine months instead of staring at this thing for. Well, with the exception of Luft Trousers. <laughs> Which one would have thought might have shipped a while back. But, uh, but the great thing is, like, we don't have some big crew, like, waiting for that game to ship. So It can just take its time, and when it ships, it ships. Right, right. And in the meantime, we do other stuff. You know, it's, um, I don't know. We've, we've both been in the business now for 20 years, and this is by far the most fun. I mean, we've always worked exclusively with independent developers and original projects, but just the fact that these guys are, I mean, look at, <laughs> look at Titan Souls. Like, it's just, I don't know. We, we both cracked up. We were just doing South by Southwest gaming mm -hmm. last week, 
and our whole booth was full of like 16-bit stuff. And we, like, again, we've been at Wait it. Wait a second, what are we doing <laughs> here? Like, what decade is this, you know? And people that are not into that indie scene that aren't even aware of this walk through there and they look and they're like, really? This is what games look like these days? And we're like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> the coolest stuff looks like this. Yeah. You know? But and it seems like, you know, something you guys can and offer is like, uh, you know, as it's easier to make games and sell games, it's still not, it doesn't make it easy to make a hit game or to get people to find that game. Like, that is still something that sort of traditional backgrounds, like, have experience in that and can help guys that, like, hey, you might be able to make the game, but, like, marketing and releasing the game, like, is something totally different. Yeah, and that's, that's the only reason these guys are working with us, especially ones that don't need funding for the game. You know, there's a lot of, there's timing, there's luck, <laughs> there's expertise in PR, there's, like, expertise in globalizing and testing and taking something to PlayStation Network that was on PC or, you know, just... There's a lot of headaches. A lot, of cr- a lot of crap, yeah. And if you can take that off the artists without taking advantage of them for doing that, and, you know, sadly, as long as there has been art and commerce, that has been the way. Uh, the people with the money make the rules, and, you know, it's just... It doesn't have to be that way, you know, and... and yeah, this is by far the most fun we've ever had at one of our companies. And like I said, every the only owners, we have no investors. The only owners are the people doing the work. Right. And uh, yeah, it's, have I said that it's fun? <laughs> it seems fun. <laughs> You're in a basement drinking beer with a bunch of crazy people. Right. So like, you know, that's that seems all right. Yeah, wait till you see. Like yesterday the elevator opened and it was like 20 somehow they, how did they fit that many people well, they came from both sides the oh the stairs and the elevators all of a sudden like every indie, indie developer we had heard of and a bunch of them we hadn't were in here it was just a full on party and, and, and everybody's setting up their demos like these guys there's a couple of uh, VR demos going on right now it was just fun, just people walking around playing games, shooting tequila. <laughs> Nobody's really trying to sell anybody anything, you know. Right. Um, no, you know, it was just, it's the antithesis of what goes on. I mean, GDC is pretty cool as sure. shows go, but like, say, E3 or Gamescom or whatever, where it's just like everyone trying to sell you something all the time, it's, um, that's why we're not in there. Uh, can you maybe talk a little bit more about like sort of your background, like you know what what, what you've worked on and kind of what's you know led up to this point of kind of like yeah. middle fingers at everything, like let's just do it our way. Um, well, we started off at the middle fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so Harry and I have been working together for, since ninety five, and uh, we, our first publishing company together was gathering of developers yep. or god games and I, I remember i remember the god lot across the street from from e3 yep and then uh we had uh you know that that was a heartbreaker because we ended up selling out to the same evil bastards we were <laughs> striking out against but you know it worked out pretty well for an awful lot of people um in two years we had eight million units selling pc games that were almost all original ips from indie developers and you know sadly you know take two as a huge beneficiary of that but there were also a lot of every developer on their IP you know like the crow team who started we started with with devolver the reason we could do that is because even back then we were we were not controlling anybody and that, so guess what crow team still owned that IP and they could choose to work with who they want and they chose to work with us again you know 15 years later as devolver 
Um, so honestly, like the philosophy hasn't changed at all. It's just the industry's kind of come around to work better for what we've always been doing. You know? Why, why is the, it seems like one of the constants is sort of the IP control and like leaving that in, in the developers. It's a big deal and this, this industry is still relatively young and uh, when we got into it, it was still, you know, luckily b before the publishing company, we both worked with developers in Dallas. I worked at id when they were, when Doom had just broken and they were trying to figure out, you know, what was what and he worked, he ran a company called RAN. The business guys never run anything at a developer, but... We were both biz guys at the indie developers, and luckily those he was at Ritual Entertainment and also in Dallas. They did Sin and Heavy Metal and some cool stuff, but you know, we kind of learned, like our whole job was to fight with our publisher on their behalf, like, and it was a fight all the time. And IP control was a big one, and luckily, you know, id and 3D Realms and those guys in Dallas at that time we're the first ones to fight that fight and say, no, no, we are the talent. Our name will be on the front of the box and you don't own shit. You don't own us. You know, and the idea that publishers own art, that they buy developers and buy these things or control them is ridiculous. Like you don't hear, oh, Capitol Records bought Aerosmith last <laughs> week, you know, or, or some author gets bought, bought. It's after a while, those other industries have realized that relationships with the talent are what matters, you know, and, and we just looked at that and, and said that from the beginning, like, these guys are the talent, you know, we're just helping them, you know, get to where they need to go, but we, you don't have to control them and own them to do that. And so, you know, we owe a great debt of gratitude to those guys, Scott Miller at 3D Realms or Apogee back then and id Software for fighting that fight, you know, and us taking that experience and like when Harry went with those guys to start Ritual, from the beginning they, they had a great deal and they owned their IP, but that was because of what those other guys had been do doing. So it's a huge deal, like if you make a hit, like imagine if Devolver owned Hotline Miami now and we were like a traditional company, as soon as Deniton got too uppity, <laughs> we would just have some guys wherever in Cleveland, you know, knock out Hotline yeah. Miami 3. And that has been the way and that's why all these great franchises that are started by these little independent teams. Most of the big franchises out there were originally started by some little kernel of a team that is long since forgotten. And uh, that's just retarded. Like it's just it's not it's not a good plan, you know. And that's why franchises get run into the ground, and uh, where you get stuck on this whole sequel thing because you're feeding some giant machine. And that all of that comes back to that core control of the intellectual property. And and for the developer to have that, that keeps the publisher in check from you know influencing them too much. Because like with id. <laughs> With uh, Doom 2, GT Interactive, uh, back in the day, they, they were the biggest IPO in any industry of 1995, just based on Doom. Wow, that's, cr that's, cr that's insane. Seriously, their other two products when they got Doom were Fabio Screensaver <laughs> and Richard Simmons' De La Mille CD-ROM. I shit you not. And they had no, they didn't own the IP, they had no even relationship with id you know, beyond that, right. like, it could work with whoever they wanted, and th they just sold that we're the Doom guys, you know, right. <laughs> and, you know, people bought it, and they were, it turned into a huge company based on that. <clears throat> it seems like one of the things that uh, 
because of this attitude you guys have with this, with with the company that you probably can win over some developers who are probably very cynical about working with other people or opening up to uh, that creative process uh, and maybe don't want to work with anyone, but that you guys seem to to have sort of established a, a culture that's like, hey, we're we're just here to help. You can do whatever the hell you want. You know, we'll just help where it's needed. Honestly, most of these guys are being introduced to us by other people we're working with, like. Uh, Vlam Beer introduced us to Denaton, and Denaton introduced us to, what's the game we're working on now that they turned us on to? So, I, don't, I don't remember, but it's, we're not out, Titan Souls. Titan Souls, we're not out beating down anybody, or knocking on doors, or trying to convince anybody, and you know, we don't have any, we don't need to ship 50 games a year, you know, we're just doing it's really been pretty organic you know and, and we do accept pitches all day long from people especially at GDC and we take on as much as we we can afford you know we, and no, no more than that like because we don't want to introduce artificial pressures you know I think word of mouth is very important it's, yeah it's one thing to tell people how you treat people but they only go so far right if you get confirmation from someone who has worked with us it helps a lot where, where do you guys want to see the company in like five years? Like, or do you even have like a plan that far out? We want to be, want to be just like we are in the sense that we want to be comfortable, have to enjoy you know, a good time, and providing the same level of service as we do now. Yeah. As far as growth aspirations, there aren't any. No, we like it a lot. <laughs> like we, I mean, we're Harry and I are not young men anymore, but if if we can stay in this business in this way then, I mean, you could do it for a really long time, you know, and, and um, I mean, we just added a sixth person this year. That was a big deal. Um, and then we've also started uh, distributing indie films um, digitally, and, you know, that's just a, uh, we announced it this exactly this time last year, and have started easing into that division, and there's, a, you know, a, one other person that works with me on that, and a couple of uh, interns, and um, yeah, we're, that's just another area with small teams do it, fighting a similar fight to get noticed out there, and they honestly need us more than the indie developers do because they just they don't have the tools that indie developers have and that community to support them yet. So that's what we're trying to provide that service. Cool.